Scripture is not discerned by opinion. You cannot rightly apply the Bible until you first rightly divide the Bible. We do not get to decide what the Bible means. We get to discover what the Bible means. Welcome back to Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. This episode is another in our series of This Doesn't Mean That, Bible verses that are often taken out of context, and we endeavor to put them back in their context where they belong. We want to know not what we think God's Word means. We want to know what God means in His Word and how we are to understand that and apply that. So this episode is Proverbs 29.18. Proverbs 29.18. This has a lot to do with uh, people People often use this for uh, when they're planning, they're having uh, meetings about the future of this or that. I know prominent ministries who actually use this for their planning sessions, and uh, we want to take a look at this verse. Is that actually what it means? Uh, that that vision here has to do with future plans or or branding your ministry or your church? Um, let's take a look at the context and find out what does it actually mean in in the word. So. Uh, couple of different translations here. I'm going to start off with the King James Version. It says, where there is no vision, and this is where the problem comes in or where the misuse comes in, is to what does the Bible mean by the word vision and what do we mean by the word vision? And too often when Bible verses are taken out of context, what happens is we take a common cultural understanding of a word that we might have in our era and we superimpose it then back on Scripture, supposing that that's what the word means there also. And oftentimes that is not true. So where there is no vision, the people perish. 99% of the time, when I hear this verse, Proverbs 29, 18, quoted, they only quote half the verse. Because there's another part of that. There's like a but clause that goes on to it. There's a continuation that goes on to it. Where there is no vision, the people perish. So the idea is when you have this or you use this verse as a mantra or a label for your planning committee, for your... Uh, vision casting, whatever you're doing for ministry, church, uh, Christian ministry, whatever it might be, uh, that if we, don't, if we don't have this vision idea, whatever this planning, then everything's going to fall apart. It's a disaster. But is that really what this verse is addressing? And even when we have a, an intended good purpose, it does not justify an injustice to the Word of God. It does not justify taking God's word out of context. So the ends, in a sense, does not justify the means in this uh, area dealing with God's word. So, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. That's King James. New King James. Where there is no revelation. Hmm. New King James prefers to use the word revelation. Well, that's different. In our understanding, vision and revelation, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Well, that adds a little bit more understanding. 
but happy is he who keeps the law. Notice in each one of these translations, what is very clear is the second part or the second half of this verse. Happy is he who keeps the law, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. So it has something to do with the law, which is the word of God. That's what this idea of vision, revelation has to do, do with. It has to do with the law, the word of God, not making plans. That's not what it's speaking to, even from those two translations. The ESV puts it this way, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. There it is again. The condition or the clarification of what this vision or revelation is dealing with is God's word. Then the HCSB puts it this way. Without revelation, people run wild. But one who listens to instruction will be happy. Well, that really adds a lot more understanding, kind of broadens out the understanding of just where there is no vision, the people perish. So let's take one more, the NASB. Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is he who keeps the law. Now let's consider the word vision for a moment, and what are some of the understandings or definitions, because often a word will have multiple definitions. You'll look in a dictionary at a particular word, and it'll have number one, number two, number three. It might have all those meanings, and it depends on what context it is found in. So the word vision uh, means sight, obviously, physical sight, or understanding, having an understanding, perception, revelation, or an opening up of, an understanding of, uh, a dream, it's used in the Bible, of a dream. People would have a vision at night or they would have a vision of this. Uh, Peter's told it he's had a dream, he had a vision, the sheet coming down in the book of Acts with all of these unclean animals. Um, it also means supernatural insight in some instances in Scripture. But is, is, what is it here in Proverbs 29, 18? So let's go back now with the understanding or the help of just those five other translations and what they add in the way they phrase this verse, how they help us understand this verse. So let's go back where there is no revelation or no vision, the people cast off restraint or the people perish, but happy is he who keeps the law. So what is this verse basically telling us? Well, explicitly actually telling us, it's telling us quite clearly where the word of God is not taught, revealed, revered, the people cast off restraint. There's no restriction. There's no guidance. There's no direction for their lives. There's no parameters. Uh, they just live wildly. But the one who keeps the law, the one who follows the law, he's going to be blessed. That person is blessed. Uh, look at Psalm 1. <laughs> Blessed is the man, it begins, and it's all dealing with the Word of God. It's all dealing with how that Word is planted uh, into our lives, and it brings forth fruit in its season. So uh, th this verse has nothing to do with business planning or business structure or forecasting ministries, uh, even, in, even in a church setting or a parachurch ministry where we might uh, have a planning meeting of staff or church leaders and we're going to plan out where we're going to go with a particular ministry and what direction it's going to go. This is not the verse that we stamp on that to make it, uh, uh, to give it that you know, the, the, the authority of having a, a verse of scripture attached to it. That's not what this verse is dealing with. 
This verse is actually dealing with the Word of God being taught, being given to people, being revealed to people, and when they obey that, they are blessed. And when they don't, their life falls to pieces. That's what it's dealing with. It has nothing to do with what we look at today so often as vision casting for a ministry. Now, does that mean that God's Word does not demonstrate, even by observation, the importance that we have some, that we make plans or designs for ministry or we go a particular uh, direction? No. Let me give you a couple of examples that I jotted down here. I'll give you a couple of examples very quickly of where we can observe Plans and details that are given by God for direction. Luke 14, Jesus is teaching in Luke 14, and he says, a wise builder counts the cost before building. So a builder's going to sit down and he's going to plan things out. He's going to look at things. He's going to make estimates. Is this possible? Do we have the manpower? Do we have the resources? And those kinds of things. Genesis 6. God gives Noah specific instructions and plans for the ark. So God wants Noah to build an ark. He gives him, in a sense, a, as we use the word today, a vision, a plan of how he's to go about this. What wood to use? What size? How big's the door? All of those kinds of things. He gives him plans. Exodus 25, God gives specific instructions and plans for the tabernacle. How wide? How long? What materials? All of those kinds of things. Those are plans. In a sense, God was giving a vision to people, a plan, in the sense that we use the word vision, uh, for the people concerning the building of the tabernacle. Joshua chapter 1 and chapter 2. Joshua. God gives Joshua specific plans for going into the promised land. He tells him how to go about it. He lays out the he lays out the plan. He lays out, as we use the word again, vision. He lays out the vision for what's going to happen, the plan. Specific application to a specific people or person we have with Joshua, we have with Noah, and we make observation of what God was doing in those situations and giving them plans and details as to how to go about things, how to go about things and accomplish these goals. So Proverbs 29:18 is not dealing doesn't have anything to do with how we commonly understand today setting a vision for a church, the future, the direction of ministry that we might want it to go. That's not what this verse is dealing with. And when we when we tack this verse on to that kind of concept or understanding, we are taking the verse out of its context. And really, no one, no one is justified in taking God's word out of context. So, hopefully that helps you understand Proverbs 29.18 in its context as God intended it to be used and understood. And so thank you for joining me once again here on Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. If you have any questions, you want to share comments, you want to make suggestions, you can email me at rightlydividingtheword215 at gmail.com or you can make comments in the comment section below. And I encourage you to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And look forward to seeing you once again on another episode of Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Thank you and God bless. Thank mm-hmm. you.